G'day, welcome into Sky Sport and the latest edition of Playmakers. I'm Jeff McTeach and just around the corner is the new Australian Basketball League season and it's a pleasure to be joined on the show by a new signing for the Breakers this year, Ty Webster, who's with us now. G'day, Ty. And I suppose, uh, how is the team settling into uh, Australia? You had to move from Melbourne to Hobart, obviously, due to the COVID uh, precautions, but how's the team settling in ahead of the new season? Yeah, settling in okay. You know, it's uh, tough to move around so much. You know, guys uh, got families and stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, we're all good. Now, you're obviously a development player with the Breakers back in 2012. So it's been a while between drinks for you. How nice to be back uh, in that environment. And I guess around uh, players you know fairly well, including your brother. Yeah, it's awesome to be back around the boys. You know, grew up watching these guys. You know, like you said, when I was a development player, fortunate enough to be on the team that uh, won one of the titles. So uh, to officially be on the team and uh, get some minutes this year is going to be a good change. Now, we'll rewind the tape shortly for those watching who don't know much about you. But uh, just the last 12 months, Ty, how interesting and I guess strange and different has that been for you as a professional athlete, given what, what's gone on around the world? Yeah, it's been crazy, you know, you know, get um, sent back in the middle of the season last last season to, back to New Zealand and um, fortunate enough to have these guys, the breakers here that, uh, to, you know, pick up the pieces, to, so to say. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a crazy ride through this whole COVID thing. Now let's go back and look at, um, I guess, how things started out for you. So obviously um, a lot of players have academies that they go to when they're young, young men and women around New Zealand. But I guess you had a, a pretty hard-nosed, uh, hard school of Knox Academy at your house with, uh, with Corey and Tony. So tell us what it was like uh, growing up in the Webster family. Yeah, I mean, it was just basketball 24-7. That was kind <laughs> of our thing, you know, the thing we did to spend time together and uh, any settle problems, you know, if there was ever any disputes or anything like that to be had, it was settled on the basketball court and nine times out of ten I was the one taking the L. I'm sure though things changed uh, after playing your, your dad and, and Corey one-on-one -on -one a few times as, as the years went on? Yeah, definitely, you know, start to toughen up a little bit and uh, learn the moves and whatnot and... Uh, yeah, uh, over the years, you know, started started to get older and could take the knocks a little, little, little easier and stuff. How has that upbringing, do you think, helped you as an athlete now, the environment that you were fostered in as a, as a young man? Um, just, yeah, it taught me to be tough and just to and just be able to grind, you know, like, um, seeing them go through it especially, you know, like, my brother having to go off to the States and stuff for his, his short time. But, um, but you know, just, just seeing him follow his dreams and stuff like that, it was, it was like inspirational for me to, to go and follow mine. 2012 was a big year for you. Um, obviously, you won the title with Auckland in the local NBL. You went on to be a development player with the Breakers. And then you made your Tall Blacks debut as well. Um, how, how big was, was that season eight years ago for you and really launching your basketball career? It was huge for me. It kind of just um, made me realise that it was it was possible, and, and that I was on the right path, and all the work that I was putting in was kind of paying off, and and it was exciting. It was an exciting time, you know. It was all these doors were opening up for me, and and um, it was just yeah, it was just awesome to to be a part of it. It, was, it felt like everything was going right for me at that time.
Now, you obviously went on to play some college basketball. Uh, Nebraska, I understand it wasn't a place you'd actually uh, heard of or, or seen on the map before you decided to, <laughs> to sign and go there. Yeah, no, I never heard of Nebraska before I went there, but uh, they showed me real quick where it was and right dead centre in the middle of the United States. How, how important is that to, to have had that experience for you as a young man, to go somewhere that was, I guess, completely different to anything you'd experienced elsewhere in New Zealand and really just be thrown straight in the cauldron with um, new teammates, new environment, new city? Um, when you put all of that together, how, how challenging and exciting was that for you as a person? Um, it was huge, you know, especially for my development and stuff. Um, it was probably the toughest time of my life, you know, to, to be away from family and just just focus on basketball. But, I mean, obviously you got school and stuff as well, but it's it was tough, man. It just taught me how to grind and, you know, how to be alone and, you know, and just focus on, you know, on chasing your dreams and stuff like that. Obviously, it we talked. Huge. It was mon monumental for my for my development. Absolutely. Obviously, we talked about that upbringing you had with um, your brother and dad, and the one on one, and then your time at Westlake Boys on the on the shore. I suppose as well was another factor. But how different was the basketball when you started playing college in the US in terms of that step up from what you'd been involved in in New Zealand? Yeah, it was a completely different game over there. You know, it relies a lot more on athleticism and stuff like that. So the games played at a completely different speed, and um, it was a tough adjustment period for me. You know, I struggled for a long time, but um, so, you know, showed flashes in my second year and my third, and by my third and fourth year, I was, I was kind of started really to get a grasp of it. Obviously, the NBA is something that everyone aspires to when they play basketball or the WNBA for young women. But um, for you, when you were over there playing college ball, you got the chance in the NBA draft of 2017. Um, what, what was sort of going through your mind at that point, Ty? Was it, um, were you fairly happy-go-lucky with it, you know, um, whether or not you made it or not? You could go to Europe. Um, what was sort of going through your head at that point in your, in your career? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have high expectations or anything like that. I was just kind of living for the moment, you know. It was it was a whole um, experience to to be able to go through that and go work out for NBA teams and stuff like that, and just be in that system was, you know, something that a lot of guys, especially from New Zealand, don't really get to be a part of. So I was part of a special group to be even be even considering that type of thing. But I mean, I always knew that uh, Europe was in the in the back pocket for me, you know, and um, I would be able to get over there and start my professional career for sure. Obviously, it's, it's, it's the, um, the shop front window, the NBA, in terms of what a lot of people here in New Zealand watch and, and obviously around the world. But going through that experience and, and, and I guess playing alongside players who would have gone on to make the NBA, uh, different coaches would have given you different feedback. How was the whole college experience um, for you going forward? What did you take out of that, do you think, that has, has made you the player you are now, obviously playing professionally in Europe and, and now here in uh, New Zealand and Australia? Um, just the hard work, I think. You know, college is, is not a joke. You know, it's 24-7 grind, you know, with class and practice and stuff. They really run you down. And um, I think it just taught me to be tough. That was the main thing I took away from it, you know, it was... It was easy to, you know, be a professional when you didn't have to worry about stuff like school and, you know, social aspects yeah. and stuff like that. You know, just it's it's just basketball now, you know. 
What, uh, what did you take out of, um, of what your brother had done uh, abroad and, and trialling out for different things in different leagues and also your father? What sort of advice did they give you? How much advice did they give you? Or was it a case of you going over there and, and uh, kind of exploring it for yourself? Yeah, a little bit of both, you know. That, um, obviously, they, they had a bit of experience themselves through it, but they just kind of just told me to just leave it all out there, you know, give it everything I got, you know. Don't be, don't be shy, you know, ask questions, soak up the experience. And I think I did a good job of that. Just on Corey, we'll get back to your, uh, your story in a second, but how's his hand? And has he attempted to make any more guacamole? Or has is, is that been uh, well and truly put to bed by, by Dan? No, no, no. No more guacamoles <laughs> for, uh, for old Corey. Um, he had a checkup the other day, actually. I think it's healing all good and uh, he's on, on track to be back. Has he got a new nickname on the court now? Is it Guac or uh, whatever? Changed around. <laughs> he gets a little. He gets a little sensitive about the okay. about the guacamoles if you get on him like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, um, when do you when do you think we'll see him him in action? Um, will it be a few weeks? Do you think? Yeah, I think yeah, February. I think. Okay. Now, obviously, um, you went you went through college, uh, then you got your first crack, I suppose, uh, professionally over in Europe. Um, Germany and then the step to Turkey. Now, we've seen crowds in New Zealand and how the fans are here and, and on the Australian NBL and, and other leagues around the world, but I just get the sense watching some of that basketball in Europe that it is just crazy in every sense of the word. Yeah, uh, Germany wasn't, wasn't uh, too crazy, but Turkey was a different world. Man, like, they live and die by their sports over there, like, literally... People are dying and stuff in the crowd just because they're getting trampled and stuff because they're so excited that their teams are winning and stuff like that. It's, it's a whole different world over there with the sports. So it's just the passion of the crowd and the, and the, the sheer numbers is what you think is, is the difference? Yeah, definitely. The passion is on a whole other level. And when you're, when you're over there as a Galatasaray player, do you, um, I mean, is it obviously different sports, a lot of... Uh, soccer followers, football followers in Turkey as well, and, and other sports. Is it is one of those things you walk down the street in, uh, in Istanbul and you're noticed? Uh, is it to that extent? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially because Galatasaray's millions of fans, and, you know, in Istanbul, they're all either for Galatasaray or against it. And so even the people that are not Galatasaray fans <laughs> can just know who you are and, you know, might shoot you a look or whatever, yeah flip you off or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm intrigued to know, Ty, obviously we, we see a lot of what, uh, what Stephen Adams is doing in the NBA and the sort of the off-the-cuff kind of Kiwi humour that he brings to his, um, his media conferences, and that's well-received. Did, did you sort of get mm. a similar um, vibe in, in, in Europe with, um, you know, being a Kiwi playing ball over there and, and kind of being aware that, you know, you're also representing New Zealand at the same time and wanting to, you know, uh, put your best foot forward in that respect? Yeah, definitely. They always kind of want me to show off that old Kiwi charisma and all of that. <laughs> a few one-liners. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Drop a, drop a hucker or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They love it. Um, the, the ball you played in, uh, in Turkey, how do you think your game has developed from that time playing in, in the Euroleagues? Um... Yeah, Europe was huge for me again as well because um, different uh, style over there as well, and it's 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 a lot more technical and stuff like that. So it was 
a whole other game to learn, you know, like a lot more um, details and stuff like that. And say, being, being back here with Dan, you know, Dan Shamir uh, coached a long time in Europe and mm -hmm. it's, it's given me real flashbacks of playing, you know, playing in Europe. Yeah, obviously, he's had a lot of experience there. And, and for your own as well, Ty, like, um, have you found it easy as a player going from different teams, different leagues, different environments, now that you've had that experience, is it easy for you to go into a new team environment like this Breakers uh, setup and just click with what they want to do? Um, it's pretty daunting, you know, to be on new team, new teams and stuff, especially when you're bouncing around in Europe. But to come back to the Breakers was something different, you know, because these this is home, you know, these are guys that I've played with for a long time with the Tall Blacks and stuff like that. So this is a rare situation and I'm just fortunate to be in it because, you know, and it was an easy click to, you know, come back and play mm. with these guys. So what is it? Um, obviously, I've, I've read uh, Dan's comments in the, in the newspaper saying that the, you were kind of the missing piece of the puzzle in a way and, and they want to obviously shape a lot of the, the play around you. Um, do you have an idea about the way you want to play this year and the sort of style of, of ball that you want to play on the floor with the Breakers? Um, yeah, I just want to, um, you know, be be the best point guard that I can, you know. I got the ball in my, in my hands a lot. So um, just want to, like, you know, control the team, be a good leader, make right decisions and just make plays for us to win games. What do you think the most challenging part of this tournament's going to be, given the fact that we've had um, on all these disruptions, the, what we've seen over the last 12 months in the sporting world? I guess how unique and, and how challenging is this particular uh, version of the ANBL going to be? Yeah, this is, this is like, to my knowledge, this is nothing that's uh, ever been, had to be done before. So, I mean, it's, it's obviously uncharted territory and it's it's going to be a challenge for us you know a lot of guys are to be honest pissed off that we have to be moving around this much and and all the restrictions and stuff like that it's you know it weighs it weighs on us you know everyone a professional at the end of the day and is going to do the right thing but i mean it's definitely going to be a challenge for us we saw last year with the Warriors in Rugby League and also the Wellington Phoenix in football um, having to do a similar thing and, and go and play uh, the, the tournaments in Australia. Do you think that this situation, um, you, you talked about guys being a bit, uh, bit upset with how things are going down, but when you hit the floor um, and you guys are ready to go, do you think this whole thing's going to galvanise you as a team? Yeah, definitely. I think it's only going to bring us together more, you know, to have to go through this kind of situation, you know, it's not, it's not ideal like conditions and stuff like that, but we all got to, you know, make sacrifices and come together for the greater of the team and, so we can uh, win that championship. Give us a sense, mate, of, uh, of what's going on behind closed doors. I see Skip's in the background there. Uh, who's, who's on laundry duty? Who's, uh, who's, uh, who's got the best games oh, room? Yeah. Who's the best card player? Oh, cards, that's me, sure. <laughs> you know? Last card, snap. <laughs> that's all me. Um, laundry duties, that's the young boys. Tane Murray, uh, Isaac Davidson. Yeah, Gave you... them the dirty, the dirty socks and stuff after practice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who, who thinks they're the... I'm interested to know, who thinks they're the best practical joker in the team? Who, um, who likes a laugh? Practical joker? Yeah. 
Like, who, 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 would, who would steal your basketball shorts before you played? Ooh. Is it your brother? Ooh, Corey, ew. Corey does a little couple of jokes or two <laughs> off his sleeves. Yeah, I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Maybe Weeksy. Weeksy, Weeksy there you a little, go. sneaky little weasel. Now, I'm interested to know your thoughts. Obviously, you, you did talk about Dan as a coach um, and his experience that he brings to the team. Out of people that have coached you, how, um, how are you gelling with, with Dan's style and, and what he's wanting to do? Yeah, I like Dan a lot. You know, he, he, um, like, like I said before, puts a lot of um, you know, pressure, so to speak. With, but it's, it's, it's the pressure that, the kind of pressure that you want, you know, being the starting point guard on a team, you know, it's a lot of onus and, um, and the, and the, situ and the uh, style of play we kind of play is, you know, real strict, but it's, but it's in a sense that, you know, everyone's kind of doing what they're good at. So it's, it's only, you know, f um, putting us in position to thrive, you know. Mm, mm. I'm um, really looking to see how you guys play in the style, especially with you there, Ty. Um, I did notice as well that you kind of, um, you didn't really throw a challenge out to these guys, but you did say uh, in, in one article I read that, uh, you know, you're ready for anybody on the other side of the floor come game day. Um, so you're excited about Definitely. the, you're excited about the, I guess, the skill level of some of these guys in the NBL. I mean, we've seen some pretty high profile players come down to this part of the world over the yeah. last few years. It's a, a pretty strong tournament. Yeah, and you know they, they talk these guys up. You know, like these guys are <laughs> phenomenal players, and I can't wait to see how just phenomenal these guys are. Hey, what is it? Um, do you think about this Breakers team, Ty? I know uh, you're yet to play a game yet uh, in the in the competition, but uh, early doors. But what, what do you think it is about the group you're involved with that um, uh, that we could see eventually win another championship? Yeah, just just the uh, the familiarity of everyone. You know. And guys that, are, that we've been around for a long time, you know, that we play on other teams like the Tall Blacks with, and, and we've got some like phenomenal pieces with, you know, Colton Iverson and Lamar Patterson, who's, you know, proved over the last two seasons that he's one of the best players, if not the, you know, the best player in the, uh, in the NBL. So, I mean, we've got all the right pieces, and it's just a matter of us, you know, putting those pieces together on the court, gelling, and, uh, you know, come together and win that championship. And so the plan for you, Ty, is, uh, is to head back to Europe. I mean, I suppose it's, uh, I guess, a, a moving board game at the moment. No one really knows what's going to happen um, a few months down the track. But what's your kind of, what's your loose plan? I'm not too really worried about that. I'm just focused on, on the season right here at the moment. You know, I just, I want to do everything we can to, and put all my focus in, in winning this championship here with the Breakers. And if you could play a game, I suppose, in five minutes' time, you would. You must be itching to strap up the boots and, uh, and get out there and jam. Oh, mate, I can't <laughs> wait to get out there. <laughs> they keep on pushing the dates back every day, it seems like, and it's just making me more anxious and more anxious. They must be pretty fueled training sessions with the boys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, tempers are rising. Uh... Hey, well, Ty Webster, thank you very much indeed for uh, your time. Look, we're uh, intrigued uh, by the new season just around the corner. Can't wait to see you play. And uh, thanks again for joining us here on Sky Sport. For sure. Thanks for having me. Cheers.
So there he is, Ty Webster out of the New Zealand Breakers. Of course, you can catch the season live and exclusive from next week here on Sky Sport. That is the latest edition of Playmakers. I'm Jeff McTainch. Goodbye.